listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey everyone, Chris Lopez here, and today's podcast, we're going to be talking about a first-time rental property investor who lives in Platte Park here in Denver, taking equity from the Denver Appreciation and going out to reinvest it into a single-family rental into Pueblo. So we're posting this podcast both to our Denver podcast and our Colorado Springs podcast because we are doing more transactions in the Pueblo. We're expanding in there and a lot of investors from Denver going down to Pueblo. So we're going to start providing education on the market. And I feel like this one is a great example because we have the details on here. Plus, there is a going to be a YouTube video published about uh, our two guests walking the property and going through what the property looks like and what improvements it needs to get rent ready. So it's going to be a great podcast to talk about a rental property in Pueblo, which I'm very interested in. And I got my co-host, Jenny. Jenny, how are you? Doing good. How about you, Chris? My voice is doing better than yours. Yep. <laughs> um, so we'll keep Jenny light on talking to you while record these. And then our guest for the show and also investor is Emily. And I got to get a little more background on Emily because she's not only the investor, but she's also a behind the scenes person here at the team. Does a lot of our project management for our content creation and media side. So if you guys are enjoying the podcast, enjoying the videos we published, she's one of the people behind the scenes making it happen. So first off, thank you, Emily. Very welcome. And excited to have you on the show. Excited to be here. Um, So let's start back. We're going to really dive into the deal, some Pueblo market, and also just you and your investor journey. So let's start with kind of your story and where you started and why you want to get into rental investing. Yeah. Um, So my husband and I moved to Denver a little over two years ago and we bought our house in Flat Park. And in the madness of the market (laughs) of the past uh, year plus, the appreciation of our house has just been phenomenal. And so we realized that we were sitting on a lot of equity. We wanted to do something with it. And so that's how we decided to invest in Pueblo. And you didn't only just, I mean, you got the appreciation wave, but you guys did some pretty big improvements as well, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. We renovated the whole house. (laughs) So um, we were able to get a good deal on it because I don't think it had been touched in probably 50 years. (laughs) Very well maintained. Very dated. But needs some TLC. Yes. It's the perfect granny house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you made the improvements mm-hmm. in conjunction with just some great Denver appreciation. <laughs> what was the rough like equity position you're sitting in? Yeah. So well, we we bought the house for uh five ninety and we put a little under two hundred thousand into updating. Not all of some of that was the seller, um, but then <clears throat> We um, it, we refinanced. It appraised at eight ninety two, so we realized it was a great time to do a cash out refi and use that money to invest. Okay, so pull out some cash, pay yourself back for some improvements, mm-hmm. and also use the money to go out there and invest. So um, another reason I wanted to really highlight this deal is because this is a very common example where a lot of people are. You know, in one hand, they complain about the Denver market. Oh, it's hard to cash flow right now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the Denver market gave them a great gift of appreciation. And I mean, if you heard, you know, people as to me and Jenny, you know, we're big fans of, hey, let's look at the equity and use that to go out mm-hmm. there and, and build your rental portfolio. And this is exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you had the equity. And how much equity were you thinking or do you want to ballpark towards a down payment on a rental? 
Um, so we didn't have an exact number in mind. It was mostly um, we were able to get, um, we got about 75K roughly um, okay. cash out. And just looking at the different markets in the Colorado area, Denver, very expensive. Colorado Springs, now very expensive. Pueblo, we were able to find a really great property able to use some of that money uh, as a down payment and then have some for reserves too. So it's really the perfect use of the amount of money that we were able to get. I, I would like, agree. I like that you financed your reserves. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, talk to us about, I know, you know, you and Jenny mm -hmm. actually friends back from Virginia. Mm -hmm. She helped you buy your house in Platte Park a couple years ago. Obviously working with her was a, a, was a no brainer. Um, but you come out, you start working with Jenny and also Leah uh, down south. What criteria did you give them or what expectations were you hoping for? Um, or did you know? We weren't exactly sure. Um, I knew it was Leah and Jenny were the perfect people to work with because um, mm -hmm. Leah's from that area. She knows Pueblo really well. She knows all the neighborhoods. Um, also a great realtor, so able to tell us <laughs> we have a good house or not. Jenny have worked with her to buy our house, so I know exactly what kind of realtor she is. She's really fastidious and pays attention to details, so I knew that just working with them in general was going to be good, and we knew that we wanted to look in Pueblo, and so they were the perfect people to work with for that, too. Cool. <laughs> um, so, Jenny, kind of give us, I know, uh, I know all the details, I know you and Leah, you know, work as a team down there. What was the kind of the property hunt like as you guys, you know, then <clears throat> took a, a new investor also from Denver. How did you get Emily plugged into everything? Yeah, so Leah gets all the credit for basically going full force on this property. I guess it had been on the market a couple times, fell out twice, I believe. Mm -hmm. Do you and know why it fell out? Yeah, one was cold feet and what was the other Yeah, the, the first one, the seller, um, his job changed. So we mm -hmm. no longer qualified for the loan. The second one we were told was cold feet, which, okay, well which may or may not be, you know, <laughs> as the story unfolds. Can't, can't verify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they noticed that um, there was about a $20,000 price cut. So Leah went in for the kill and <laughs> she got it locked up, I think, that day. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was really funny because we actually, my husband and I drove down to Pueblo sort of just see the town, spend the day there looking at houses. We drove by this house <clears throat> and just we both loved it. It was really cute house. Um, and it, you know, at the time it was listed, I think around 185 and we weren't in the position in that moment to buy. So we kind of were wistfully looking at it. Uh, it went off the market. Then it came back on the market when we were finishing up the refi on our house. Okay. So, um, yeah, that day Kyle called Leah, Leah called the <laughs> list agent and we were under contract. Yeah. I think I was coaxing you in the background. You were go, giving go. me some, some text stuff. I wouldn't yeah. tell you to do this. I didn't think it was a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want to turn the spreadsheet now because I'm very eager to get into the numbers on this property because I, I don't know about the Pueblo market. So I'm very excited to get into it. So we got, uh, our spreadsheet pulled up here. So a Pueblo detached single family. Mm -hmm. What's the bedroom bathroom? It's three bedrooms, one bathroom, uh, around twelve hundred square feet. Okay. And what part of town is them? Because I, I think mm -hmm. Lee or you had someone mention it, but I had no context. So you get like what part of town is in, and and what's the neighborhood like? Mm -hmm. um, I believe it's the Bessemer neighborhood. Yep. Um, On the it's, west side. Yeah, it's 
it's a great location. It's five minutes to the downtown Riverwalk area. It's less than five minutes to 25. Um, it's like a block from a park. It's a few minutes from a grocery store, like really good location. It's close to the state fair. Yes. Yep. Okay, so. great. So awesome location, three bed, one bath, about 1200 square feet. We are doing an investment property on here. And, and you had mentioned the price. What was it at? And then what did it drop to when you going to contract that? So the first, the I think the second time I went under contract, it was at 185. Then they did a price drop and it was listed at 165. And so Leah talked to the list agent and after talking to her, realized that the most important thing for the seller was a quick close. Okay. So she said, let's go in at list 165 because Pueblo is not as competitive as like Colorado Springs or Denver. And so going in at list is not unreasonable, um, but to offer a quick close. And we work with Bill, the lender who has <laughs> been on the show before and <laughs> quick closes are his specialty. So she worked with Bill to Leah and, uh, got him on board for it. And so they accepted our offer. What was the uh, closing time frame? Like 10 days or what? It was like two weeks. Right? Two weeks. Two weeks, okay. Yeah. So list the uh, price of 165, two week close. And then what did it look like in terms of just like acquisition cost? About like closing 6, costs? About 6,300. About um, 6,300. And then kind of going down the rest of the spreadsheet here, you know, we all know what happens. You go under contract. Great. Now the first big hurdle and the most, I think the most important mm -hmm. hurdle comes up is the inspection yes. and inspection objection resolution process. So you did that. You did, you did the inspection. What did it turn up? <laughs> so the house itself, uh, over a hundred years old in great condition, minor repairs, uh, putting some gutters on, doing some radon mitigation, Big thing, which we found out after the fact was likely the reason for the price drop, whole sewer line needs to be replaced. Okay. Um, so that was uh, a little uh, interesting to work through. We seller, because he dropped the price, was not willing to work with us at all on that. I think it's worth mentioning that you guys got your appraisal back yes. around the same time mm -hmm. as the bad with, news with the days. sewer. Oh, yes. yeah, because normally what we do is great. Yeah. If it's a quicker close, mm -hmm. we normally normally order the appraisal after the inspection. So right. about $500, dollars on the appraisal. Mm -hmm. But if you're quick close, you're doing both in yeah, tandem. Exactly. Yeah. So that actually ended up being a good thing for us because we find out the sewer line is going to be probably 8500 to 11 k to... Um, replace, but the property appraised at 185. Mm -hmm. so, so 10K sewer replacement, mm -hmm. property appraised 20K over yes. under contract. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what does that mean, Jenny? I think it's time for some creative uh, financing going on. So, you know, since they have an asset worth 185, um, basically we suggested to, to Emily and Kyle to increase the purchase price to cover the cost of the sewer repair. So you're essentially financing, in this case, 75% of the sewer repair, and you still have 10K equity left over. Exactly. Yep. So it's less cash out of pocket. Mm -hmm. um, and this is very rare because, you know, in Colorado Springs and Denver, we have to bring appraisal gaps. Whereas to buy something walking in with equity, 
and then be able to kind of utilize that equity in the way that you need it, that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So it's kind of exciting. So you raise a purchase price mm-hmm. and got seller credits back or you had the, the seller replace it? Vendor credit. Vendor credit. So he paid it um, via title at closing. Okay, yeah. perfect. So raise a purchase price, mm-hmm. cash came out to go towards the um, the vendor there, mm-hmm. yeah. which is great. So here is, well, let's run the same because I mean, that's a very creative way and a great way just to save $10,000 out of pocket. Mm-hmm. What was the difference it made in your monthly mortgage? It's about $30. <laughs> and that's what's always great to look mm-hmm. at. So you're going to be, I mean, 25% and 10,000. So what, you're an extra $250 in or something, $2,500. I can't do math right now. <laughs> what are you asking? Your extra down payment, extra $10,000 yeah. in down payment is minimal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a really hard time with math right yeah. now for some reason. <laughs> I'm, I always have a hard time with math. And then 2500 so. for, you know, the 25% piece that they're, they're That's paying. what I'm, yes, And then $30 you. for mm-hmm. the remaining 7500 Thank you, yep. Jenny. <laughs> um, so we got that on there. So we'll raise a purchase price to 175 right? 173 Yeah, 173.5, yeah. Okay. On here, if I get my zeros right, um, seller credits, eighty five hundred. I guess we. I, I've never. I guess for vendor credits, we still put seller credits in there, right? How'd you look at um, that? Um, I I netted that to zero. Netted that to zero, and then just put it in the repair cost since they have to pay okay. it. <clears throat> um, what was your interest rate like? Three point eight seven five. Three point eight seven five. And what was the down payment percentage you did? We did 25%. Just 25%? Mm-hmm. Okay. So 30-year fixed with with Bill. And then what are rents like? So um, the comps that we've seen in the area are in the 1400 range. We are estimating conservatively somewhere between 1300, 1350. Okay. So 1350 in there? <clears throat> Yep, and I think it's good to point out that you guys underwrote at 12. Yes. So um, over the last month or so, there's been some good comps that came Oh, so when you were Mm -hmm. buying it, you were Mm -hmm. expecting. So let's start with 12 and come back and change that because this is um, a nice, pleasant surprise. (laughs) And before I move on, I realized we, I know we um, talked the inspection, had the sewer line, had Mm -hmm. the appraisal gap. Anything else on the inspection or anything else for like rent ready costs? So there are some things that we are going to need to do uh, to get it rent ready. There's a hookup for washer and dryer. We need to buy a washer and dryer. Um, There's some radon mitigation we need to do. Uh, Put some gutters in. And I think those are the major things. Um, Oh, sorry. And we're going to put a swamp cooler in. Okay. Mm. What's your estimated for all that? So... We, again, conservatively in that we don't think we'll spend this much, but we just put 7,500 in a spreadsheet. Because in that way, anything that we don't spend is a bonus for us. All right. So I think you would. Yeah, you're right. You put 8,500 in the seller credit column, too. We have to offset that, right? Yep. Perfect. So you'll be all in for about Mm $60,000 down payment, closing cost, the initial repair cost, Mm -hmm. right? All right. And $60,000 all in, 20% down payment. Initial running, $1,200 a month in rent. We'll leave it there. Vacancy. What? 
So I think this is where it's interesting to talk about the different markets, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So generally speaking, we put 3% for Denver and Colorado Springs, but just kind of based on the data that we've been seeing, 8% seems more appropriate for Pueblo. Really? It's that much higher vacancy? It's not in reality, but I think that it could be. So, you know, just underwriting things a little bit more conservatively, like, you know, the perception is there's a little bit more risk involved down there. Yeah. Like, sure, just underwrite it that way and problem solved, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So that's exactly what we're doing, even though I'm pretty sure you guys, once you have your property up and running, we'll find someone pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. All right. As usual, Leah's on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> already helping us there. So Property management. <laughs> Self-managing or? We are yeah. paying for right. property management. Uh, it's 10%. 10%? 10%? Mm-hmm. What do you put away for monthly reserves? Oh, uh, yeah, about 8%. Okay. And then what about taxes and all this stuff? 710 for taxes. 710 for taxes, insurance. 1370 for insurance. 1370. And I have no idea what utilities are like. Is it like springs where it's just that one utility that does everything? I probably or? don't know. We've done yeah. a little bit of research. Uh, so the trash we have to pay for, I think that's about $36 a month. Water, not sure. We were estimating it at 50 um, So is, is it not typical for the tenant to pay the utilities? So for, or you mean just during vacancy? Um, we we hadn't quite decided how we how we wanted to do it. Because um, I, I noticed in some of the listings that the tenant was responsible for trash, but the um, landlord pays for water. So we might do yeah. that. Um, they all... It's yeah. Um, they pay for electricity and gas, so okay. we didn't we didn't budget that in. And then for landscaping, snow removal, are they in charge of it, or will you? Um, I, we don't have. So the the yard is zeroscaped, so nice. it's minimal <laughs> landscaping to start with. Uh, so we might just have them, as far as like yeah snow removal, do it themselves. Um, that's really going to be the major thing. And that's a pretty common thing if there's, you know, really nothing to water or worry about. Mm-hmm. Let the tenants take care of it and um, shovel the driveway. All right. Any other expenses on here we need to add in? I think we got taxes, insurance, water, sewer, trash. Tenants are paying um, electric and gas. And they'll they'll um, shovel the driveway. So going to the cash flow tab here, 173000 purchase price. $60,000 all in. And then after the mortgage payment, we're looking at about a $200 a year cash flow. So that comes out to, uh, you know, a, a less than 1% cash from cash return and a 4% cap rate. So you see those numbers. Mm-hmm. What's your, your new investor? What do you say? I say that, you know, that's really what we're going for right now. We want to hold this property for a long time. Um, pay it off down the road, maybe refinance later on it. So having that sort of return at the start is what we were looking for. Okay. And cause this is really just, this is just a long-term mm-hmm. retirement. This is, we, we have play, right? this money, we have this equity, we wanted to do something with it. So this is a good place to put it rather than just have it sit there. Great. Now let's go back and adjust the rents. Cause you were saying, Thirteen fifty. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's a hundred fifty dollar a month rent increase from what you underwrote, and now that takes the cash flow about fifteen hundred dollars a year and brings it up to like a four point seven cap rate and a two and a half percent cash on cash return. 
So obviously, the higher the rent, the better it is. <laughs> um, and now when you see that, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you guys are, are happier? Quite happy. Yeah. Yes. No, definitely. Um, <clears throat> so, Jenny, because, I mean, I think... I know a lot of the cap rates you run in, in Springs sometimes have property managers, some don't. Give mm-hmm. me some context here for like how single family compares here to Springs. I, I want some context. Yeah, it's very similar performance wise, but the key feature being you guys are in for a little over 50 mm-hmm. or 60,000. It's a lower down payment, right? Yep. That, that is what, you know, we get a lot of people to say, hey, I want to invest 50,000. It's like, uh, I don't know, Colorado Springs is getting to the point where that's not really that feasible. So I think that for people who want to get into investing in Colorado, this is an amazing opportunity to get the same, you know, similar returns um, to Colorado Springs. All right. Yeah. Now, with this in mind, like you had mentioned that you're underwriting an 8% vacancy for a higher risk. Mm -hmm. So... Any other things we should take in mind for like risk rewarders, just, hey, higher vacancy, and you think that's the the way to, because uh, I, I, I don't know the public market that well, so you know it that way. Why the higher vacancy, why 8%? Yeah, I think most people's perceptions of Pueblo, like, you know, as we kind of like dig into like what, you know, what are people hesitant about? It's the employment down there. So to me, employment, that equates to vacancy factor, you know, um, one way or another. Um, so I think that by just bumping that up, you should account for everything else should be equal to, you know, assumptions for any other property, um, you know, in Colorado, All right. in my opinion. So I don't know. I guess it'll be a good experiment, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're your guinea pigs. Yeah. <laughs> so wrapping back up here as we close out, this is your first rental. I know you're a couple weeks in. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings just on everything? I feel great. I'm really glad that we made this move. I think this is going to be the right move for us now and definitely in the long term. Um, It's just nice to be able to take advantage of that equity that we have. And it's nice that we're setting ourselves up for something in the future that is we will thank ourselves for Mm -hmm. later. So is your plan to pay it off or potentially reposition the equity or is it all to be determined? (laughs) It's yeah. TBD, okay. knowing my husband, uh, <laughs> we're probably going to do a refi at some point, use that money to buy another property. Great. All right. <laughs> will be good. Yeah. So I'm on board. It's <laughs> fun. Um, fun. Yeah. All right. So great deal analysis, great property, and it sounds also like a great location. Um, I, you know, I think location is the one thing you can't change in there. And this sounds like a, a phenomenal location, which is very, very important in my mind. Um, and to wrap this up, actually a couple of days after we record this podcast, you two are heading down there uh, to the property. We got our video team going down there and you record a video walkthrough, go through, see the part of town, see the property, uh, see some of the repair costs or initial repairs you have to do and just have a visual experience on the property. So this was number story. This will be visual. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah. And uh, congratulations, Emily, on the first property. Thank congratulations. You. <laughs> All right. And of course, listeners out there, if you guys have any questions on, you know, what market to go into, what's best your strategy, please reach out. Because like I said, there, there are so many factors that come into what's the right property, what's the right market. And a big part of it does come down to what the ca- what's the amount of capital you have. 
So if you want to get to investing and you want to stay local, reach out to us. We'll help you put together a game plan and figure out the best market, the best asset class, and the best move for you. That's what Jenny and I like to do. So everyone, we'll see you next episode.